Welcome back to the Sangat Talks podcast, where we try to understand the value of Sangat, remove misconceptions from Sikhi, and try to learn how we can become better Sikhs. Now, today I'm joined by Simran. So, firstly, Simran, would you be able to introduce yourself? My name is Simran Korgil. I am a student. I live here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and I'm very passionate about sick political prisoners, and I'm trying my best on social media platforms to just raise awareness about what's going on with them and going on what's going on with Sikhs and living in India. Would you be able to tell me a little bit about your background in Sikhi, how you got involved in it and where you've kind of learned Sikhi from? So I grew up in a very, um, I guess you could say religious family. I, um, every Sunday we would go to the Gurdwara, my parents, I never cut my hair. Um, every, every Saturday and Sunday, I remember sitting down with my dad and he would be teaching us Gurmukhi and teaching us about our sick history. He would do this for hours. And at the time I remember I was like, oh, why do I have to do this all the time? But now as I've grown, grown older, I'm so appreciative that he took the time and he really like sat me and my brother down to teach us where we come from and just about our background. So that was back then. And then now, I guess you could say in like May of 2021, I kind of just like lost myself. I was going through a really rough period of time and just got a lot of stuff going on. And it felt like I, I guess you could say I was losing my faith and I, this is a decision that I regret, but I cut my hair a little bit. And as like, as soon as I did it, instant regret, I was like, why, why did I do that? Like, I, like I was just so shook that I did that. And from that period on, I'm like, no, this is not what I want. And I started going back on the path and I started doing more plot. I started going to the Gordora more often. And that that is where I'm at. Um, that's really interesting. I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. But I think firstly, I wanted to go back to how you mentioned that when you were younger, your dad used to teach you a lot of Sikhi, the Sikh principles, teaching Gurmukhi and things like that. And I gotta say, yeah, I, it was very much the same for me. At the time, I wasn't very appreciative. I felt like yeah. I was being forced into it. I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to play video games and like just mm -hmm. eat food or whatever. Um, and it's very difficult as a child when someone's trying to teach you about these things that's not necessarily relevant for you then. Yeah. Um, but this is a question that I ask myself because like I think about my future kids and like all that kind of stuff, even like speaking to other people about Sikhi. How do you think it's best to go about teaching someone Sikhi, especially young people? <sighs> um, that I've honestly asked that question to myself too, because I remember as a kid, I I obviously remember everything my dad said, but at, at like in the moment. I was like, I, I don't want to be here right now. I want to go out with my friend. There were so many times that my friends would go out to play and my dad's like, no, it's like your sicky class. You're learning about where you come from. And I would be like, oh my, I don't want to do this. And I, I remember as a kid, there were like some sick movies that came out. Um, like there was a Josh Sebjade movie. I learned a lot from that. And 
my dad also bought some like kid books too. And those uh, I found really interesting. So maybe I would kind of use those. I don't know yet, honestly. It's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. I've been doing it a is. lot. Like, I've been doing a lot in terms of trying to understand how people learn and what's an effective way to learn. And one yeah. of the most common things that comes up is that learning should be self-motivated. It should yeah. be something that you want to do. And when you have kids, it's so hard to do that because they mm. don't want to do like secure related stuff. Yes. But like we both said, it's it's not what we wanted in the moment, but in the long term, it's been so beneficial. Yeah. So yeah, some something about finding that balance. Yeah. And I remember my dad, like whenever I would tell him, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this today. He'd be like, no, in the future, you're going to be so grateful and thankful that I did this. Like you just watch the wait what happens. And I would be like, no, no, I won't. But now like, I'm so grateful and thankful that he did that. Oh, that's really good. Me too. Me too, to be honest. Um, the only other way that I can think of that was like really engaging for me as I mean, listening to Saki's that was mm-hmm. always fun. Like yeah. kids love stories anyways. So why not sick history stories? You know, it's yes. much more relevant for them. And then the other thing was camps. So we would have oh, like yeah. yearly camps and like, because there wasn't, the focus wasn't like, we're going to teach you a lesson and like, you're going to learn about this and you're going to learn about that. It was like, all right, let's have fun. Let's speak to other people. Like it was a chance for me to like get together with everyone else while also doing things like, I don't know, archery. But that had a link directly to sick history. So like yeah. things like that, where it's like you can make it a lot more fun and engaging. I think that's really, really useful. And if you don't have that, sick can seem almost like a chore when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like this appealing thing that we might see as now understanding the world a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... In moving forward I think that it's very common for people our age to get to a point where we're very confused and there's a lot of pressure on us to try and figure out what's right for us what's the best path to go down and how we should just live our life in general and everyone has a different path I really I really think that like everyone's journey is different everyone it's very difficult for me to sit and judge someone else knowing that I've struggled myself with different aspects of Sikki, knowing that there's definitely things that I could have been doing better. So when it comes to like your own personal journey and like what it is that you've been through, I don't think that judgment is a good way to move forward. I feel like if there's that pressure of judgment, when people make mistakes, when people don't do something right, it it -hmm. takes you a step away from Sikki. So yeah. I mean, firstly, that's one thing that I want to do with the podcast. I want people not to feel like, oh, I've made a mistake. I'm going to be judged for it. Everyone's going to look at me and think, oh, I can't be a part of Sikki now. I think that's very normal for us to make mistakes, but it's also important for us to discuss them and try and learn from them. Um, So feel free to not go into detail about this, but you mentioned that you're going through like quite a difficult time and that led up to you cutting your case. Now, before that, was there anything that you can think about that was like, okay, it was these specific things that if I could go back and change, maybe things would have been very different for me. I, at the time I cut my hair, it was, um, 
like we were in COVID, there was lockdowns everywhere. Um, I had grown up going to the Gordora, as I said, and that was, I don't think, because I cut my hair in like May of 2021. So the last time I went to the Gordora, because those were shut down too, was it had to be many, many months. So I was already like, I wasn't doing my plot as much. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going to the Gordora. So I was just already, I guess, kind of losing faith. And I, I grew up in an area in Winnipeg where I didn't have that many sick friends. So at the Gordora, there were mostly only older people or there were younger people, like so much younger than I was. And even going in elementary school and high school, there weren't that many, I went to a predominantly white school. There weren't that many sick friends. And even of those, their, their values didn't really align with like mine. So it was just, even then that also probably contributed it too. And I had also lost my uncle earlier that year too. So I was already in like, I guess, just a state of like <laughs> sadness, I guess. Um, mentally, I was not okay. So that all just kind of made me cut my hair. Right. No, I mean, I'm sorry, obviously, that you actually had to go through that. But at the same time, I do think that there's, there's some very valid points that we can't address. I mean, in terms of a song, we can definitely do better. And firstly, stop making sex feel so isolated. I think that's a huge thing. That's huge. Like, Sangat has always been such an important influence on us. Like, within our Sikhi, everything was about Sangat. When you when you think about the times of the Gurus, you're around this, like, the same kind of people all the time. And it helps, it, it helps Sikhi grow so much. And if we have so many people who are isolated, if they feel like, you know... I don't know, I don't feel like I belong here. Not necessarily because my, I don't align with the values. You might align with the values perfectly, but if you don't have the same people around you, then you automatically feel like an outcast. Yeah, like in high school, I I cut my hair, I didn't drink, I, I still don't drink. And I, from other six too, in, in high school, I would get like, I... I guess you could say like made fun of because like like why I kept my hair why I don't drink like all these things and like the fact that I guess my people were saying these things like that also just hurt too yeah there's one problem that I think we'll repeatedly talk about to be honest is the judgment from our I want to say the sick community but I don't want to associate Sikhi with judgment because they're, they're, they're two very different things. Sikhs are meant to be humble, they're meant to show like real love for other people, and that's not judgment's not something that we've ever been taught to do within Sikhi. I think a lot of it does come from Indian culture and just general people's culture in general. Um, but yeah, it's very sad that there's so much judgment, there's so much hate, there's so much like, oh, let's see who we can make fun of. Even even people who are really good sick, you get made fun of for being a really good sick. 
if you're a bad sick, you get made fun of for being a bad sick. It's like, oh, where's the line? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard then. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to fit in. I'm trying to do what's right for me. But I don't feel welcome in any of these areas. And that's a huge problem. I mean... I don't, <laughs> the easy answer is to be nice to people. Like, that's just how we get over that problem. But I, I don't know. It, it, is it more than that? Is there something else that we need to be doing? I think, yeah, because I got judged for being, like, the decisions that I made. And I know that other six that I went to school, they also got judged because of what, of their decisions. So we just, I think like, as we get older and we have our own kids, we need to teach them that Sikhi is not about judging people and just instilling those values. So the next generation doesn't judge people for being good six or bad six, like just, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that's how we're going to make a longer lasting change at least. But one one thing that I think is also important to address is obviously judgment is not good, but it's also important to have limits in terms of sikki and what's not sikki. Because often people say, oh, you're judging my sikki, you're judging my sikki. It's like, well, no, no, no. We've had some rules that have been set by our gurus. These are the guidelines of Sikhi. So you have to stay within these to be a Sikh. I, th- I think a lot of the times people overlook them. I mean, uh, you can look at it from quite a political stance of like, are these liberal values or conservative values? And I think Sikhi has a mix of both. But going too liberal with Sikh values... I think is it's not a good thing where it's like oh no you can do whatever you want you can be however you want like you don't need to follow any rules it's not, it's not it's not good for anyone but no I mean yeah I'm just trying to think because it, it's it's a huge issue that I think a lot of young people particularly are facing I mean have you got any advice that you would potentially give to yourself or even other younger people who are going through something similar at the moment? I, so as soon as I did cut my hair, um, I went and talked to my mom and my mom uh, is first generation. She was born, she was actually born in England, but she completely understood how I felt and everything. And in my head, I I didn't want to tell my mom or my parents that I was going through this and that like, I, I don't know. I thought that maybe they would get mad at me or just, yeah, probably just get mad at me. And my mom sat me down and she like talked me through everything. And she was like, she just helped. We did bought together and I think I really didn't think my parents would react in the way that they did. Like I thought when they found out that I cut my hair, they would be so mad at me, but they were supportive. They understood, they knew why, what was going on and they did everything in their power 
to help me better my psyche and get back on the journey. So I guess my advice here is just, we really just always think that our parents are just gonna be <laughs> mad at us and just always yell at us, but no, our parents are very supportive and I, I wouldn't trade them for the world. I'm glad I'm glad yeah I think often when sometimes you make a mistake if you keep it to yourself you put a lot of weight on your own shoulders and sometimes that's that's even worse than the action that you've done like sometimes I make a mistake and it's like the thing that I made a mistake wasn't even that bad but carrying it around for so long is what it's what really gets to you so that's 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 a nice piece of advice one thing that I'm very I don't know enough to make any solid comments on this but one thing that i'm intrigued by is how if a man in the sick community cuts their hair or dyes their beard or does something along these lines i almost feel like they don't get as much judgment or hate as if a woman gets it now i don't know if i don't know why i feel this way but i can I can almost see it, like, because there's been people that I've known that have, like, either cut their hair or they've died their guesses as men. And it's like, all right, usually the response is everyone just kind of stays quiet. And it's like one of those unspoken topics that everyone just ignores. But I feel like for women, that would never be the case. It, yeah, I even people in my family, like I have some of my guy cousins who have cut their hair. But when I cut mine for some reason it was a much much bigger deal when I did it than when my cousins did it and even like I instantly regret like I'm never cutting my hair again and like they all they all knew that but for some reason it was still a very big deal and I have I I honestly don't know why I don't I don't know why either to be honest I think it, it just might just be like cultural dynamics of people or something along those lines, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, in my eyes, they should face similar consequences, whatever those consequences may be, even if those consequences are encouragement, right? Whatever it is, why treat them differently? Because they've both done the same thing, right? So, like, if your parents are, like, encouraging to you, towards you now, like, if a guy cuts their kiss, then parents should also be encouraging to them, like, okay, let's do some bar together, let's do these things. But we, there's such a difference between usually first-generation, potentially, like, second-generation immigrants that the way that they treat sons compared to daughters. Um, it definitely varies in terms of the parents and the how much it affects the child but it, it is something that the more we talk about hopefully the more we can address it because one thing that as six i feel like we just completely are blinded by it we don't we don't seem to understand that we need sick women we need them we can't get by without them right <laughs> we just can't and this the problem that I see is that there's no sick leaders, right? 
male or female, but someone needs to step up from one side. There needs to be someone who's doing that work. And when the males failed, at, let's say within the Charlie Mukta, then the females stood up and they said, look, if you can't do it, then we'll show you how to do it. No one's stepping up at the moment now, but we really, we really need this within the Sangat at the moment. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I just, just you talking about um, sick women, like even when we, I go to the Gordora and all the like, I guess, committee members or they're all men, like old men. And in our Sangat, we need more women leaders for sure. So I definitely agree with that point. Yeah. And we also need younger leaders too. Like, I'm not saying ignore the older people. I'm not saying disrespect them in any way. But we need to have that gap. Like, we need to bridge that gap. Yeah, because right now they're all old men. And there just needs to be more younger and more females too. Yeah. I mean, props to you as well for actually starting to raise your voice about some topics because it's not easy. I mean, you've had your own experiences. I know you've told me a little bit about them, but I will ask you to share them again about how being a woman and just speaking up about topics is is quite different to being a man. Like, I've had some negative comments here and there, but very, very, very few of them have ever been towards me for being male. So what's your experience been like? As my first video was about Jatar Singh Johal, and as soon as I posted that, like it was pretty immediate. I started receiving some DMs on Instagram, and basically, people were like, You shouldn't be talking about these issues. You are a female, you know nothing about politics, like politics are for men. And I received a lot of those, and with now, when then my next video was like about the farmers protests and I received more they're like oh these laws were made by men like men should be the one who's dealing with these like you don't understand and with each video that I made there were more comments made how I was a female and that I know nothing about what's going on to in politics or what's going on in India and each time I'm like that I'm standing up for these six who've done nothing wrong. Like, I, I don't understand how this is a, like, just cause I'm female, my opinion does not matter. Yeah, it blows my mind. And what I know for a fact is that these people who are DMing you saying that you're a woman, you shouldn't be talking about these things, guaranteed they're doing absolutely nothing themselves to help anyone. They're sitting alone at home on their laptop or whatever, making these stupid comments. Like, you're actually doing something which is beneficial for the Sangat. And these things aren't being done enough. Clearly, they're not being done enough. That's why there's still so many sick political prisoners out there. I, I'm honestly baffled that these comments actually come out of people, especially people those who consider themselves to be sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't know I got. Yeah, some of them were from sick people, and I'm just like, how? 
as a sick person, you're saying that because I'm a female, I should not be doing what I'm doing. Like sick preaches about equality. Men and female are equals. And you're out here behind a screen saying these comments. Like it just blows my mind. Guru Angad Ji had 52 women patriarchs. Like, have, we're going backwards. I would, I would genuinely be shocked if there was 52 women patriarchs in the world today. In England and Canada and America, even in India, genuine patriarchs, people who go out there and preach Sikhi, there are so few. And if we don't have those people, then you've got no one to look up for. Like education shows it really well in terms of having strong role models. Like one of my friends was talking about how he had a Sikh lecturer and how it was so like amazing for him to see himself and someone that was teaching him. Like having these people out there it makes such a big difference in the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see Sikhi and the rest of the world. So we need people, we need women to also like step forward. But obviously by doing that, you have these barriers that are waiting. Yeah, we need to develop some sort of system, do something where we can make it easier for women to actually start speaking up about issues, start speaking up about Sikhi. Yeah, because even some of my friends that I've met through this, like they've also received comments and or have had things said to them, even in person too. Like it's it's hard for women to speak up and to guess, I guess, raise awareness. And even like girls that I have met through the farmers protest they constantly received so much hate too so that's like a big barrier and we need to like develop a system that doesn't allow these things and makes it easier for women to speak up for sure can you think of any sort of thing that would actually make that easier i think education too because like I said, most of the comments were made from other sick men. And Sikhi is about equality and just, I guess, educating people on that and educating better education of Sikhs. And like when they're younger, I guess, it would, I think it could definitely help. Definitely. Yeah, I think one of the reasons is that six don't have female role models in Gudware. And if you don't see them in Gudware, when they see them on social media, they're like, like, who are you to say anything? Sick men run the committee, sick men run the Gudware, sick men run everything. So we don't need to hear a woman's opinion. I mean, I will say as well, sick men do run a lot of the Gudware and they do all this stuff. But I mean, you really got to question how well are these Gudware being run? Because in my opinion... There's a lot of people who aren't doing a great job. (laughs) Okay. Now, I also wanted to ask, how did you get involved in making TikToks in the first place? Yeah, you mentioned it, I think, briefly. But what was it that actually got you to start getting involved in making TikToks? So, in around, I think, 2020, I remember seeing 
that's when I first heard of Jagdash Singh Johal. And at the time, there were a lot of people posting about him. And it was on their Instagram stories. They were making posts. And then a couple of weeks went by and nobody talked about him. It was silent. And then a couple months later, people were talking about him again. And this is how it went. And then in November of 2021, it was almost the anniversary of him being in prison. And I, I was like, no, I want to keep talking about this. Like it just, it affected me. Like there's a sick, he's a British citizen. He's done absolutely nothing wrong. He tried to raise awareness of 1984. He was trying to educate us on what happened. And he goes to India and he gets kidnapped by the police and he's still sitting there and nobody's doing anything like the British government isn't really doing anything. And like, there's, he's, he's still, he's rotting in jail. He's getting abused and just hearing his story. Like I was just mind blown. I'm like, why is it is 2021 and this is happening? Like what? And I'm like, why aren't more people talking about this? Why isn't this like talked about? And so I made that video and I, I'm like, I don't want it to be, I guess, a trend. You talk about him, it's silent. And then you talk about him more. I wanted to keep the conversation going. So I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to constantly put on my Instagram story and tweet about that. Oh, he's still in jail. It's been this many days. And then I'm, the more I learned about him, I'm like, there's other political prisoners that are in Indian jails who've done absolutely nothing wrong. And they've been sitting there for years. There's some that have even completed their prison sentences and still will not be released. And I'm like, why, like, why doesn't anyone know about that? Why isn't this talked about? So I'm like, okay, then I, I guess I will talk about them and just educate people that this is going on right now in 2022. No, that's fair enough. I think education is a huge issue with it. I mean, people are showing so many different things on a day-to-day basis. They don't even know what to keep up with. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's so many problems going on and it's hard to stick with one of them like people like you said they just take it as a trend and they're like okay everyone's po- posting about this let's repost this everyone's posting about black lives matter let me post this let everyone's po-. like it, it it happens all the time and it, it's a very it's a poor system to deal with things <laughs> because it's not a very effective um you're right we do need long-term education and i think by consistently posting about these things that's exactly what you're doing now one reason why I can see or at least understand why people don't engage with things like this is because often they just feel like I don't know what I can do about it I don't know how to help they're all the way in Punjab like I'm gonna post an Instagram story what's this gonna do like how how has this helped anyone so what would your response be to someone like that so the farmers protest the Indian government they did end up taking away the farm laws. And part of that had to do with all the international pressure they received. Like, say if I post it, that gets other, that um, educates other people and they know about it. And then they start posting about it. And 
now everybody is. And just that created pressure on the government and did definitely contribute to them taking away the laws. So the more that I post about it, I'm educating other people. I'm bringing awareness to other people. And these people are then doing the same as I'm. They're educating other people and they're raising awareness. And it's just gets everybody talking. So it does it does help in the long run. No, I agree. I think that one of the biggest problems is that people see themselves as an individual and because they see that, they only see their individual power, which isn't that great. But the influence you can have as an individual is great. The work that you can do if you use if you work with other people, if you help other people, then yeah, you're right. It can make a huge difference. Like Jagdar Singh Johal, like one person makes a huge difference. So it is these small things that over and over again, it can have a, a very big effect. I mean, sorry. No, I was going to say leading on from that, how would you say that, you said there's so many sick political prisoners um, at the moment. How would you say we can help them if you're, like, let's say, not in India. If you are in India, maybe you can go out and protest or you can write a letter to someone. But in England, in Canada, if you're not if you're not around them, how would you go about it then? I, I know there was, right now in Vancouver, they're planning uh, protests outside the Indian embassy for the release of all these political prisoners. And even during the farmers' protests, there was a bunch of different rallies planned around the world and just even just posting about it on Instagram letting or Snapchat wherever wherever you um, have your social media just posting about it helps educate so many people and education is power and just that right now raising awareness is the best thing we can do and i think let's say once we have raised awareness what are the next steps moving forward from that i know this is these are very big questions to ask by the way (laughs) but people need that vision (laughs) we could never stop raising awareness and even all the political prisoners right now the reason why they're in jail is because they fought for us and they fought against the injustice that the Indian government constantly throws at us and now it's our turn to fight for them they fought for us we fight for them and we can't stop fighting until they're released and that's kind of what I'm trying to do on my Instagram like I I want to keep fighting for Jagdar Singh Johal I want to keep I will not stop talking about it until he gets released and the other all the other hundreds of political prisoners out there I don't want to stop talking about what's going on until until they're released and until then i will keep 
doing my part in raising awareness and trying to educate other people. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of things that we need. I feel like, yeah, that is, that is the next step. Once there's enough awareness raised, hopefully as a Sangat, we can get together and do things about it. That's what we need, that unity. Because like, if all the Sangat genuinely did get together and we decided we're going to do something about it, something would already have been done by now. We have the power within the Sangat. That's the thing. We're just not using it. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> so... Yeah, I think that's what people need to see. And unfortunately, I think myself included sometimes, is that we often don't have that belief within the Sangat that, yeah, the Sangat can do this, the Sangat can pull together, we can agree on things and we can we can make a difference. But we have so many times in the past and we can't do it again. We Six, literally, I know the farmers' protest was more than just six, but literally the largest protest ever, ever. That's huge. Like, we have that to our name. We have that. We say we've done something like this before, which we have power within us. Even those sacrifices as well that were made along the way, people were ready. The farmers' protests was inspiring. And I think about that all the time. Like, these farmers that were out there protesting, like, they're the same age as our grandparents. And the fact that they stood out there in Delhi for a year and it's just wow like they didn't stop fighting until the government took away their laws and even everyone raising awareness about what was going on and constantly talking about it and educating like we are so capable as a Sangat to do this. Like we saw it in the farmers' protests and it's it's just so inspiring. There's a lot of things that we can do as a Sangat. There's a lot of there's a lot of amazing changes that we could make within the world. But to do that we are gonna have to pull together. We are actually gonna have to, you know, figure out what we're doing here get some good leaders involved, male and female leaders, and really start to pull together. Hmm. Now, the farmers' protest is a big topic as well in itself, but what did you do throughout that to educate yourself? And do you... Hmm. Let me rephrase this. <laughs> I'm just thinking because education is obviously key, but where do you, you receive your education from? I I received it from many places. I when the protest first started, my dad and I would constantly have con- conversations about what was going on, and almost like like daily, he would always tell me what was going on, what the news was. So, and he taught me what, why they're doing it, what they, what the end goal, like he tried his like best to educate me with that. And aside from him and even my grandpa too, he also talked about it with me. There's also so many sick accounts who on Instagram that 
really tried to explain it in the simplest way possible, just so everybody understands what's going on. So like Sick Expo and I know the Frequent Job Account and the Sick Press Association, they all, and there's so many other accounts that I'm missing, but they all constantly gave news and what was going on and even just also on social media other people talking about it and then having conversations with them like that that is how i got my education no that's really good i mean one thing that i worry about a lot with whenever something happens in india is how the media will portray it because i mean it's very twisted over there it's very very twisted thankfully now we do have some sick sources where they will report things accurately, at least in the sense of from a sick perspective, what's actually going on. Now, one thing that I noticed that alongside the sick protests, one thing that I think the media was trying to spin it into was a very, very political debate about things like Khalistan they were like oh yeah that's the reason why Sikhs are protesting and they tried to inspire a lot of Sikh hatred I've seen videos of Hindus and I use that term very lightly that were burning um, like Sikh flags like Nishan Sahibs and things like that and it it, it was it was very strange to see that there's, there's, there's a protest going on about farmers and it had nothing to do with religion but still, the media managed to manipulate it into this is about six trying to be political for some reason. I think they did very similar things in 1984 as well with Sanjanel Singh. Things like that. It, it, it's not a political thing. It's not politically motivated. It's freedom motivated. But they turn it political. Yeah, this wasn't the farmers' protest. This was for freedom. Like, these farmers have went through so, so much over decades. They, there's the farmer suicide rates. There's so much generational trauma. And just when the government put these laws in, like this was gonna affect them. They were fighting for their freedom and for a better life and so many people yeah tried to twist it into a political movement and into oh all these six want is like Khalistan but it was for our freedom it's crazy because that's what Sikhi's always been about from the very start it's always been about our own freedom but the narrative, genuinely speaking, at least of how far I've seen it, and I still, I believe this to some extent, is that the Indian government are generally against Sikhs. Now, I've said this before, and I've had like people in India saying like, oh no, I'm a Sikh in India, I literally live here, and I'm telling you, like that's just not the case. And I'm like, you know what it is, fair enough, that's, that's your point of view on the situation, and who am I to say that you're wrong about that? But if you go through history, if you if you look at the different examples like i just i refuse to believe that there's not real discrimination against sex 
for being sick. Like, that comes directly from the government. Even the even the MSPs, I feel like a lot of that happened to be because they knew that majority of six were farmers, majority of six lived in that area. I, I personally believe that that was part of the reason why Modi tried to do it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, a majority of farmers in India are sick. And because six have constantly faced so many like difficulties in India and because of the government and Modi putting these laws in, he he knew that a majority of farmers were sick. So a lot of six were gonna be affected because of this. I mean I don't really know what, how we can change this narrative again because it's a narrative that you could trace back to the very beginning of Sikhi with Guru Nanak Dev Ji and Babur. Like you could say that's where it even started from. But it's very difficult for us if you look at all the different times that Sikhs were done, like tried so badly from the government, like again and again throughout history, even even till this day and now. I watched a video, I can't remember which account posted it, but there was this man, he was talking about how his brother was taken into a prison, they cut his hair, and they killed him in that prison. That, that video was posted, like, last year. Very, very recent events are happening that, like, and I don't mean to compare causes in terms of, like, oh, well, let's put, like, don't don't take this the wrong way in terms of I'm not trying to say other awareness shouldn't have been raised, but let's say if you take Black Lives Matter for George Floyd, everyone knew who he was. Everyone did. And that's because so many people raised their voices about it. Everyone's seen that as something that, you know, this should be talked about. And I completely agree. It should have been talked about. It's something that needed the attention that it got. But then there's so many examples within what's happening in India today, why are we not receiving similar attention on these issues? Why is it just going by and no one's noticing? Yeah, like, I totally agree with that. Like, the most, the one that really, I guess, shook me was late December um, in the hot jail in Delhi, there was a man, his name was Bhaiyamanpreet Singh, um, and his, he was taken into a jail. He was, he was an Amritari Sikh and his hair was cut and his, then he was given poison and he died and government officials were like, oh, he killed himself, but there's no way he could have killed himself. This is a maximum security prison. It was, he couldn't even get a glass of water and they're saying he somehow found poison and killed himself. Like just that story, like why isn't this receiving the same attention as so many other things? Like that, the fact that this was done and like, it wasn't like, it's not talked about. It's like, I, I don't even like why. 
I don't have an answer for you. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It blows my mind. I mean, what do you think we could do to raise more awareness? I think we even need to educate about Sikhi too and who we are. I know all the uh, all the Sikh account, accounts on Instagram, they're constantly educating about Sikh. Like we are we are peaceful, we are a peaceful religion and just educating about six and even to prevent like what's going on in India, we just need different government leaders to just stop this from happening. Like six have been like faced hate from the government for so long and we just need different I guess leaders and just to prevent this from happening hmm. I feel like lead, it, a lot of it does just come down to leaders again and again people need to step up I mean again like it's great that people like yourself are actually starting to step up now and and make sure that something, at least something's being done. It's not going by completely unnoticed. But I have a strong feeling that it's going to take a lot more than just people like myself and you that is going to make that long-term change. Like, there needs to be... I mean, does there, to be honest? Am I just lying? I'm, I'm a lion. Do we... Uh, is... Are the people who are stepping forward enough? Because there's a lot of other people, like, let's say, on TikTok that I follow that talk a lot about Sikhi. And I think that they would make very good leaders. I mean, we're very young. But if no one else is going to take the reins, someone has to, right? Yeah. Like, yes, us constantly posting about it did eventually like for the farmers protest, the government finally took away all the laws. But when it comes down to it, it is the leaders. And we do need more Sikh leaders in India and even just younger people too. Like how I said earlier, they're all old, (laughs) old men, just having more females and younger Sikhs leading will definitely help for sure for sure and like you said education as well it's another part of it that's huge i was gonna say if someone doesn't know much about say political prisoners they don't know much about what's going on in india about even history and things like that are there any resources channels pages or things like that that you'd recommend i mean i'm sure it might be quite difficult to name all of them now feel free to shout some of them out but we'll definitely link some in the description yeah sick expo has done an amazing job talking about anything related to sikhi and just constantly highlighting different events there's also the free punjab account that i've i've received a ton of information from them and just they're talking about, they talk about our history, they talk about political prisoners, 
everything. And there's the sick human rights account. Um, there's, I know there's so many more, but I cannot just name them all. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Like I said, we'll, we'll list them in the description um, and we'll put them in there because I know that there's a few pages that I could definitely recommend that have helped me learn about it too. So no, that's, it's important just having them in your social media feed. If you're going to be on social media all the time, you might as well learn something about your history while you're there too. So following pages like this is very useful. But no. So is there a favorite Saki? Is there a favorite series of events that happened within the Guru's lives that you remember? It doesn't even have to be within the Guru's time. It could even be after that. I think for this one is when um, the Jarseb Jadeh were killed and Guru Gobind Singh Ji said that you killed my four sons, but I have thousands of kids still left. That one. That one is just, yeah, that one's very powerful. And I just love that one. No, that's very true. I mean, uh, there's no way that we would be able to explain that Saki within this short, short podcast. There's a lot of depth to it, but it is definitely, it's, it's a Saki that if you haven't heard, it will teach you almost everything that you need to know about Saki. Like the way that everything went within that is, is unparalleled throughout history. Unparalleled. Like we yeah, we can't explain that in this, like, right now. But it's just, there's so much depth to, to it. And it's, it, I, it's so powerful. Definitely. I mean, maybe one day I might do, like, sakis or get people to come on and, like, like explain sakis. That would be quite nice. Um but yeah, they, one day maybe I'll be able to explain it. If not, I have I have put snippets on my TikTok. So if you want to go check it out there, then you can learn a little bit more about the Saki. But that does conclude this podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, do you have any... <laughs> no worries. Do you have any um, final kind of comments or words of advice or anything like that that you'd like to leave the Sangha with? I think the only thing I want to say is just speak up there's so much happening to us as six and our gurus taught us to speak up and just raise our voice and stand against any injustice and all the political prisoners that's what they did and they are now sitting in jail cells so the least we can do is now be their voice and help them it's a really nice message really powerful message and something that i think we all including myself need to hear more often so thank you very much for sharing that but that is the end of the podcast episode so why did you go also why did you keep it Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru, Wahe Guru.